Just in case our name Clit Talk wasn't a disclaimer enough, we wanted to let you know that this podcast is intended for a mature audience only. So if you have any little ones in the room, now is the time to maybe put some earmuffs on or escort them out. Today in the studio, we're talking blowies with two men, one straight, one gay, so we can walk away with the supreme blowjob techniques. Pussy, pussy, it's gonna be a good one today, yes. I'm talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk, talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Come on, girls and boys and everyone on the gender rainbow, bring your pussies to the show. Welcome to Clit Talk. The Pleasure Positive Podcast, where badass women discuss everything from orgasms to gender harmony to the health benefits of masturbation, the sex ed you wish you got, and then some. We have two special guests today, one Grammy-nominated singer-songwriter, producer, actor, Jules, and we also have one of our in-house favorites back in the studio, comedian and host of Outliers Podcast, Jorge Perez. Thank you both for generously offering your time today to give us the lowdown on how to give a man a truly life-altering blowjob. So let's just cut right to it. Just go for it. (laughs) Enough with this stalling. How do we give the greatest blowjob on earth? Jules, you should take this one first. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) How do you give it? Well, personally, I think that really has to do with the individual. You know, like every every man is different. You know, like like I like specific things because of my anatomy, because of my perspective of thought, the the kind of man that I am, you know, like the kind of woman that I want, like I'm able to feel her perspective and how she feels based on how she, you know, so there may be some, uh, I like to be completely received and sometimes that's not possible. What, what, is, what does that mean to be completely received? I mean, if you can take all of me, like, you know, like I want, I want to, like I know that that's not the easiest thing to do. So he's talking about he's deep throating. No, 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 I mean, I, I honestly, think you need to prove it. I, honestly, I mean, there's, there's, there's no fear here. <laughs> no, but, but like uh, you know, like I want to know what we're working with. So I mean, oh hey, had you not been here, <laughs> the goddamn it, Jorge. <laughs> I will whip it up. <laughs> and I love you, man. Like, I think you're beautiful, man, but nah. That would, that would make new okay. history in the He in doesn't the want to tease you. That would make new history in the Clit Talk studio. We've never actually had a cock out, at least during recording times. In the studio. I mean, Ethan and Katie do live here, so there's probably been, probably cock been a cock out in this room in before. the studio before. <laughs> That's true. Um, and in our last recording session, we did have all our tits out at one point massaging them because that's Boy. what our guest was asking us to so do. So it would only make sense that a cock comes out on this session. I mean, we got to. Gradual. I brought know, a run. demonstrational object. 
it's a banana. <laughs> it's not quite. Uh, it's what? maybe two. <laughs> it's all that I had. Like rotten. This it's, it's ready to make some banana bread. It's brown. <laughs> yeah. Oh so Jay thought right she might ready to need go. to demo a technique or something in the studio today. So she brought I asked all of these women to bring a dildo and they all forgot, I think. <laughs> I don't know what happened to yours. Why didn't you bring it? I flew in yesterday. <laughs> no excuses, Jane. So let's just get back to the topic, though, at hand, which is honestly what what are the the ways that lead up to the greatest blowjob on dying earth in the corner happening for you? So one, it sounds like you like to be. I love the way you phrase this. Fully received. You're such a classy man. Um, what else? What else is in there I mean, for you? That that's a that's a that's something that should remain classy, you know, at least to a degree, you know, like it's very important to present a very clean canvas to a woman in that space. You know, you, you give them a reason to be happy about it because again, like that's, that's part of what's important about, about being fully received. Like, you want her to want to do it. Are you talking about manscaping? <clears throat> oh, absolutely. <laughs> just make. I sure. mean, just I mean, and whatever your scape is, like I personally completely shave, but like I'm, you know, scent is very important. You know, like that's those are like the biggest things, like scent and just you know, you want a clean scape, like you want to know what you're working with, like. You know. Have you ever you how you it, have you ever kajazzled? What is, what is that? that? <laughs> it's like kind of like vajazzling, but for the cock. Kajazzling. Kajazzle. What she is? Wants to know if you put he jewels on your jewel. Oh, I don't do corny <laughs> stuff. <laughs> it's, so, it's real grown man over here. <laughs> so, it, so it sounds like you really like to set the stage for a beautiful experience to happen for her. What does she well, need to I do? Well, I love me so. I set the stage for me and whoever she is gets to experience my experience. You know, like the the reality is you could see how somebody even has the ability to love you by how they love themselves. You know, so the, the woman who has her feet and nails and hair and lips and skin and eye, and it doesn't have to be overdone. You know, but when it's right, like those are the things that are sexy to me. You know, like that's also a part of, you know, this conversation. I want your fingernails to look beautiful. You know, I need your cuticles cut. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like hiding. I need you manicured while you holding me because I'm clean and I'm well groomed. So I want to see, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, do you, what do you have to say on the topic, Jorge Perez? She was so moved. She's like, damn. Sugar's <laughs> over there just. I'm really going to oh manicure Of course, the like one episode where a gentleman actually says that I haven't. I'm like about two weeks over a manicure. I got a broken nail here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, ah. um, yeah, I know what you mean usually. <laughs> uh, I, I just this. I just want to say so many things. I don't know where to start. Um, so. Yeah, uh, <laughs> as far as uh, you know, giving and 
giving and it's interesting, right? Because I get to be the giver and the receiver and in a fellatio conversation. And obviously it's a case by case thing, right? And I think uh, foreplay is so important for at least, I think for a man. And I, the way that I relate uh, a blowjob for myself, I, I project into my partner. So I think like foreplay is the way to go. It's a kind of, you don't want to go straight into the, into the jewel, no pun intended. And what does that and foreplay look like? That looks that, like, that, that looks like you start, you start, you know, licking the whole body and working your way down. And then you don't go straight into the jewel. You go around it and you do some teasing. And then before they know it, it's like <laughs> going for the full bite. And then I'm just going to, yeah, I'm just going to disclose all the secrets that I've learned throughout the years. Oh, yeah. of. Uh, yeah. So yeah, so, you know, obviously, here. I don't know if, if you girls know that obviously uh, a man's prostate, it's, it's a huge pleasure point for us. So if once you're down there, don't feel shy, you know, grab a finger and just start massaging that area while you're giving a blowjob with your other hand. And he will really enjoy that moment. You know, so I'm not saying for those of us who aren't as familiar with the prostate, where exactly is that? So are we talking like a finger up the no, hole? No, no, no. It it's like the space it's like in, between. in between. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. It's the taint. It's the taint. The, peri- is that- the perennial, right? It's called yeah. the perennial. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. But that whole area is very sensitive perineum. for a man. So and and I feel well, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, Jules, but I think straight men tend to be a lot more um not insecure about it, but they're more, I think protective of that area more so than a gay man because we're like all right this is where the party happens so uh, <laughs> i think if you know your straight partners your men straight partners might be like whoa what are you doing you're just gonna be like relax i know what i'm doing <laughs> i did a podcast show <laughs> and they taught me everything no but it's it's that whole area is very sensitive so if you have one hand handling one area and then the other one at least for me it's a it's a it's a very pleasurable thing um Another thing that's great is if, if the if the man happens to pre-cum and then you start kind of like marinating that whole, the, the head with it. And at the same time, like it, we really enjoy that. I don't know if you ever thought about, how do women feel about pre-cum, by the way? So I always say that there's pre-cum and my, Ethan is like, no, there isn't. So that's actually a thing. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, no, yeah, there is. I'm no. like, yes, there is. You, you, you'd be pregnant with fooling with him. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, and it's interesting because I think that um, it's interesting because um, cum is—it's it, it, so you know you're you're engaging in in, in sex and it, everything is really hot, but then the minute you come, if you at least for men on men, if you come before your partner, then you're like, oh my god, just finish. <laughs> like yeah, you're yeah, really, yeah. and then the cum that was gonna be so sexy literally right before is now disgusting yeah so you're just waiting for that thing to just fly out the door and not go near you but if 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 he ejaculates before you go it's the hottest thing in the world but if it's after you go get that thing out of my mouth oh yeah my yeah my mom always said once a guy's done he's done yeah like once the guys come he's like done. i don't know if that's true for all men or not no but it's interesting because the pre-com is not like that the pre-com actually is really like exciting and when your partner's having pre-cum you're so into it it's just when it's the cum part that you're like yeah i'm, I'm good that hand that was ma- massaging the prostate you utilize that hand also to massage the balls while you are 
activating the, the shaft and your tongue on the head. And all guys seem to like their balls played with differently. Oh, yeah, it's great. I mean, right? there's different great. sensitivities. There's different. All the nerve everything. endings are there. Yeah, like everybody is, you know, wired differently. So they want to be touched differently. Like some people want to be long, deep strokes. Some people might like short strokes. Some people might like just the head. You know what I'm saying? I, I personally like to be fully engulfed. Like, I want to be yeah, in we, your we got brain. That. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we know that. But, but, but there's so much that's, that's really attached to that on another level. It's like... He keeps bragging. No, I, 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 I really mean this about the woman and what she's expressing. You know what I'm saying? Like... The the desire to want to receive a man, like when 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 a woman opens up to receive you, no matter what she's received, the woman could receive, <laughs> she could receive because she can deliver. You, you know what I'm saying? So it's all about how you affect her. You know, like I think it. Yeah, gen- it makes a huge difference if someone is down there genuinely enjoying what they're doing yeah. or just. Okay, when's when's the next thing happening? Yeah, for sure. And, and I think that's really what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Like it's it's more it's a deeper experience for me at this point. It's actually really interesting that you bring this up right now because on one of our episodes, the Chantra episode, we were really speaking she was speaking about how important it is to be really present with your partner. She gave us some I'm not going to talk practices to do, but really being present with each other and sharing and having conversation and communicating with each other about what is it, what what do you like? What do you want? So not only being present, but actually like listening and communicating with your partner of like, this is what I like, you know, like this is what I, I want you to touch here. Or I want you to, you know, whatever it looks like for an individual person. So thank you for saying that because it, but but also you don't want to overkill. I don't know. I was I was hooking up with this guy once, and like in the middle of the thing, he just said, "I kid you not." And he was kind of a, like a smaller guy. He goes, "Put both of my balls in your mouth," and I was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, um, "Yeah, sure." And then he's like, "Yeah, put both of my balls in your mouth." I was like, dude, you got to stop. Like I don't know, over communicating. But see, but it's so so subjective. You know, I think it's like. Less is more sometimes. Yeah, I think it's different when you're doing it prior to having sex, not during. So just that just will totally fucking kill the vibe when you're like, bitch, don't tell me what to do. I know what to do. You know, it's like, I totally get it. (laughs) I I think that, again, that that's a woman's space and time to lead. You know, like that's her time to really show me how she feels like, like sex is communication. That means there's interpretation that's a part of it. So I want to know exactly what you're thinking just by, okay, you looked in my eyes while you were looking in my eyes and they were stretched open wide, which now says a different type of vulnerability. You know, you're using your hand and, you know, you're squeezing a certain way and you know, you may be pressuring the back of your throat until water comes to your eyes. And you, you know what I'm saying? But all of it. Oh, I think we know what you're yeah, saying. What you're saying. <laughs> so, and, I, and I love what you're saying. And 
Blowjobs are so hard for me. It's the one thing like I would love. That's what I kind of wanted to talk about today is like I want to do like give my husband mm. exactly what you're saying so that he knows that I actually like love, love him, him in that way. Like I, I show him how I love him in so many other ways. That would freak him out for you to do what I'm talking about from the perspective that I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It would change your whole relationship because what it does is it it shows the other person vulnerability <clears throat> and like what people don't understand is people have sex for sport. Like, you know, often like, like, well, I, I don't even mean often because it being done often is a great thing. It's, it's therapy. It's therapeutic. It's healthy. It's cardio. It's, you know what I'm saying? It's all of these amazing things, but what has happened is it has been, um, perverted and, and, just minimize for what it's really worth with, with everything else in life. So people are not getting the benefits or the power out of it. That right now with you saying that Mm -hmm. would be such a powerful move in your relationship because it's going to show him what you really feel. Mm -hmm. The things that you can't say or don't feel comfortable saying in the dark, in the room with your husband you can and should be all of that. Even if nobody ever sees that, he'll know. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's me. That's mine. I got that. <laughs> I'm just wondering how do you do it though without? How do you do it without getting lockjaw and gagging I on your like man's cock? I feel like it lasts cock? so long. Like I, I can go really good for like probably a solid six minutes. And then my jaw is just like, and then I'm, and then I'm turned off. So I feel like I've been doing this practice for a while since I'm the oldest one in the room here. And I have had uh, many men that have different takes on a blowjob. Maybe some men like women, we sometimes have a hard time having an orgasm because we're in our head. And I find that there are some men that cannot ejaculate while being given head. And so that's interesting as well. And when I've run across men like that, I too, Katie, am not down to be down there 30 minutes, you know. And I find, though, what I find best is that when I set up the situation, like for a man who's having difficulty, if he's in the kitchen with me and we're cooking breakfast, at some point, if I just go and pull down his pants and start giving him a blowjob, he will come so quickly because of the cre- creation of the situation that I've provided. The element he's of so, surprise. He's so excited that he does not have difficulty because he's so excited about that. Go so ahead, Jorge. You, like you create trickery. <laughs> like he's cooking, not knowing that you go in for the kill. Exactly. And I had one boyfriend mm, that could I not that. come and said he could never come with any woman while. So one time we were taking a road trip and I just decided it was dark outside. I'm going to do this. And I think what happened to him is that because he was so focused on the driving and because that part of his brain was there while I was giving him head, he really enjoyed it. It was like the one time he could. And he was very happy. That's really so. beautiful. Let me ask you. Let me ask. Let me ask Katie like a logistical like. So when you're when you're when you're giving the blowjob, are you? This is going to be hard for the listeners. Are you just like 
uh, 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 the whole time? Are you using your hand? Because for me personally, I, I love I love sucking dick. I really do. Like it's, it's like one of my favorite yeah. things to do. I like to have fun with it. But at, I'm, it's not just Music like one motion dick. the whole time. Like I definitely do like the the licking, sucking, hand job combo, and I'm changing it up. So it's not the whole. I don't. If I feel like my jaw is getting tired, then I change it up, and I'm like, oh yeah, you fucking like that. Time. You know, you massage them a little, and then you yeah, go back you to it. When I give my mouth so a I took break, a class, kind of. <laughs> and um, well, wait, wait, I was asking. I, I wanted. I wanted. I was asking Kate. So do you? Do you like? Is it just like one motion for you the whole time, or are you like? I definitely do some foreplay. I have a neck injury and a back injury. <laughs> So I actually, it's, it's really a f- oh, impacts me. Yeah. Um, so I've actually, my husband and I have propped me up on pillows. And so I, I'm actually supported and able to support my body and deliver. Um, so that's something that's really helped. But to answer your question, I do try to change it up. Um, like but when, it's, when your jaw's hurting, do you kind of like. Well, my jaw, it's like all of a sudden it's like painful. Mm-hmm. I have the same exact issue. Um, I get lockjaw immediately, um, within probably five or ten minutes, and then I'm. I told my I told my father last night we we threw a birthday. <laughs> you what? told him. You told we your dad. We threw a birthday party <laughs> yeah. uh, for Miss Melody Willow here. She turned thirty five yesterday. We threw her a birthday party. And what did he say about? I met um, Melody Willow through my father. So he was at this birthday party, yes, and I was like, we have a recording tomorrow, and he's like, what episode are you doing? And I told him we're doing two Tantra, one blowjobs, um, and, and, and then we were talking about lockjaw, and he says, lockjaw is a choice. Well, that's you know why, when, okay. that's why wow. when Jules I, I was saying that, that it's, um, it's a vulnerability thing, I, w- I was getting curious with myself over here if maybe there's something I'm afraid <laughs> afraid of or not willing to be vulnerable in that way. Um, and that's something that I'm really going to look at. Well, I mean, that's that's exactly what it is that I'm referring to. And I think that it's, it's beautiful that you instantly and on air even accepted that about yourself to say that, you know what, I'm I'm going to search myself to find out if there's something in me that's holding me back from actually loving my husband, you know, at the level that he deserves to be loved or des- and desires to be loved, as well as you may desire to love him and just don't know how. And there's nothing wrong with that. So, you know, I, I applaud you. I love you right now for that because here's the thing. That right there shows and says that that vulnerability is there. Well, it totally triggered something for me where I was like, oh, I do feel a bit like I'm not giving him the love that he deserves. Mm -hmm. And when you put it that way, like I hadn't put it in the love thing. Mm -hmm. It was more like a sexual act Mm -hmm. to check off the box Mm -hmm. for my husband. Mm -hmm. And But that is the impact on him that he's not feeling the love that I actually do have for him. And I could really look at... um, how I can express it vulnerably moving forward and just explore that what, what, alone. what happens is people are people are selfish and don't even realize it at times mm-hmm. will be the first ones to tell you oh I'm not selfish but the person who walks in the room and just exudes 
their emotions and their energy on to everybody in the room, that's a selfish act because there's other people here and they're living their lives, you know. So if I love you, I'm going to love you enough not to make your day have what I'm dealing with, mm-hmm. you know. Now, I may need help, but at the end of the day, everything is a choice and a decision. The majority of the things that that we fear or that give us pain are really thoughts. But who thinks about that? <laughs> you know what, Katie? I actually, on my last um, ayahuasca session that I did, I was talking to the shaman and he told me about this girl that went into lockjaw in mm-hmm. one of the sessions. And there's a correlation between uh, lockjaw and control. Oh, that resonates. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was going to say... Yeah, you're being very honest because I can sit here and read things about you, but it would be almost intrusive for me to say that to you without knowing you. But you're so on the surface in your vulnerability. It's beautiful. The one person who really deserves all of that is that guy. That's right. That's right. All right, I got the message. Yeah, so I'm gonna go ahead so, and no, but but what what I'm what I'm really saying to you is, and a lot of women I think should hear this. Women's power is in vulnerability. That's how y'all was created. So there's been this twist on, like everything in society is really twisted to make us not have the power that we do have by changing how we think. You have to reprogram yourself. Mm-hmm. Like a woman's power is in her submission and vulnerability. You could submit, have submission and still get everything that you want. It's where it's placed and how it's placed. Like I remember when I was a kid, there was ladies that were just so regal and they would just sit and they could look at you a certain way and you feel you know, shamed or whatever. You, you, you know, I'm sorry. I wasn't. I'm so getting triggered by your use of the word submission because I feel like as a woman, I want to be receptive mm. and I want to be feminine and I want to mm. be soft and I want to be all these things. But when you say the word submission, I feel like that means that there's a dominator and a submissive do you know what i'm saying i i i I see and i I overstand you know that feeling but but here's the thing all feelings are not facts that's why we go to the doctor to find out what the truth about the feeling is so but to address the part that you're talking about which is necessary is that both roles have a role in submission But what happens is when it becomes hard to even have the conversation about submission, you're probably not playing your role very well. I I like the term, if that term triggers you, Eve, I personally use the word surrender to my Mm. man. I don't like submission either. Especially because I'm Japanese and we're supposed to be submissive. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like that. So I like the word surrender. Yeah. And to be able to surrender to this power to give somebody such amazing pleasure Mm -hmm. brings Mm -hmm. us so much pleasure. Mm -hmm. 
but definitely I, I agree with you, Jewel, that um, you have to have the conversation. And if you don't like it, that's okay, too. Mm-hmm. And as a couple, have to figure out the solution based on that. So, Katie, even though you want to give it, there might be listeners out there that really either had some major trauma with it or just you know, some things physically, whatever it is, it's okay because there's other ways to give your man tremendous pleasure, right, Jorge? Yeah, I don't think it's that or nothing else. You know, I think that you should have your own integrity about what you enjoy doing and not. And 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 maybe open that conversation with him about this doesn't mean that I'm not incredibly in love with you. It's just about personal liking or not. And you shouldn't put yourself to do something that it's not your thing. Everyone has their thing. I would say it's also great to be exploring. So she can like experience, explore it, give it a try, participate together. Right? You're a part of a way to enjoy a blowjob is to be a participant and not just go to do. Crystal loves blowjobs. <laughs> <laughs> I've been dying to enjoy it. <laughs> so I've been practicing. Um, I actually, I did my homework before coming in today. How many did you do? And <laughs> it was just one. So I took a class and, um, there were a lot of things that I learned, but I applied those things today before coming in and I, I got my first experience of actually tasting his cum. And Oh, it was amazing. It was amazing. It was great. What did great. it taste like? I think he eats well because he actually has very good tasting cum. But um, yeah, well, but he's never come before while I've given him a blowjob. And at, using these techniques that I learned from the class, he actually, he actually came and I mean, his eyes rolled back in his head. It was just, it was a whole different experience. And I would definitely say that the prostate play is, is, a hundred percent the reason why. So how did you do it? One second. We like that. So I took um, a blowjob class over at the Pleasure Chest in uh, West Hollywood, California, and <laughs> oh my god! And uh, I put those techniques to practice today before me, before coming into the studio. And um, one of the, you know the technique. Well, the first thing they said that was the most important thing in giving a blowjob is communication. You know, listening to your partner and talking about what he likes, and actually watching him masturbate, so you know where he likes to be touched and how he likes to be touched, because then you'll know where to put your mouth and how to use it. So um, anyway, I started with the foreplay. Um, I kissed his chest. Um, I licked down. I know he really, really gets ticklish and loves when um, I touch his hips. So I I licked his hips and um, I went all the way down and like between his legs, but didn't touch the area at all. Went around and just like, just really caressed him and, and touched him. And then finally, when I got to his penis, I licked from the prostate between the balls and then up the the shaft and then down the the top of the shaft because the top of the shaft is actually the place that is really um neglected is that what they that's what they said in the in the course so um that's always really fun i think for a man to experience it because it's it's neglected usually um and 
then I, I, uh, I took him into my mouth and, uh, I deep throated. And when I deep throat, I, I allow the back of my tongue to drop and then I, um, exhale. So while you're exhaling, it actually suppresses your gag reflex. Do you exhale through your mouth or your nose? Through your mouth. Okay. You're probably not going to have any breath coming out because you're actually obstructing your your path, your airway with an object, obviously. But um, as you're exhaling, it actually keeps you from gagging. And the more you relax, it, it's, it's it allows actually you to pretty, relax. Yeah. Yeah. So um, they actually said you can practice by, um, you know, using a spoon or something at the back of your throat and and breathing out. And just practice on how far back you can get before you gag and just kind of, you know, teach yourself what what feels good and what doesn't feel good, right? Um, and so after that, I, I went down um, to his prostate and I started licking. Actually, it was his nacho, right? <laughs> so like right but below not a his nacho balls. for a guy. <laughs> his nacho is not a nacho. His taint, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's the taint. <laughs> so behind, it's not your cock. So behind and it's not his your asshole, right behind his balls, behind <laughs> his balls, cock, there's like a little mound. Face right now. Anyway, when I look there, he just kind of like you could tell like his body loves it, right? Like he he just responds to it. So um, I started licking down there, and he really, really liked it, and he started moving along with me. And um, and then my tongue dropped lower both between his uh, ass cheeks. <laughs> yes, I licked his ass. <laughs> he liked that, too. Yes, I brushed my teeth. <laughs> this was their first date? <laughs> Oh, not the first. You got a hooker for this. Not but, yeah, I have to practice I mean, for Clit Talk podcast. I Would mean, you mind if I yeah, lick your ass he, he he and he likes it when I when I suck on his balls um as well. Um he started masturbating when I was sucking them. That they they were saying that when you kind of pull on the balls and um play with the prostate, it prolongs the um the erection like makes it longer last longer um but yeah he came when i was licking his his taint how quickly it was so much fun how long did it take how long oh um it didn't take very long maybe maybe 15 minutes um but you know what it wasn't an it wasn't like a thrusting my head the whole time because i was also you know um massaging him and using both of my hands in opposite directions and that that did a lot. Mm. So that's I didn't a, have to use my neck the entire time. That's exactly because exactly you, you can that's take That's exactly break. what I meant. Yeah. 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 And, and it's still fun. Like you're taking a break from this and you're doing other things and there's like a full participation with the upper body that's happening. Instagram you know, break. <laughs> Again, women, y- y- you guys have all of the power. And w- what it is, is you have to become readers of men. And... Once you see what you're working with, you know, once you, and I mean that on multiple levels in physical anatomy, but how that, that man's ego or his pride is added to, because all of these things are a part of people's sexual expression. You know, sometimes in sex, you're the person that, you know, you really want to be that you're not, you know, the quiet guy might be a tough guy now. 
you know, and 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 whatever else, whatever people's fantasies or, you know, that's their opportunity to be who and what they want to be. Once you know what that is and then you approach that man that way, like some a man could be, you know, insecure. And now that plays a mental aspect in how he responds to you, you know, and, and really that goes to how I even got involved in this. Um, <clears throat> Sugar and I had a conversation and when she told me about this podcast, I was like, wow, like I, I literally never enjoyed blowjobs. Like I had a traumatic experience as a, as a youngster, <laughs> I wasn't completely grown. What but, happened? <laughs> um, um, I guess now, like, if I had to give it a legal term, I was, um, I don't want to say raped, but because I was like 16 years old and I was fully present and desired to be there in this situation, but the woman was over 30. The woman was over 30. Oh, that's statutory rape is the legal term. Yeah, Well, I mean about what actually happened to me because I never understood that something actually happened to me. Mm-hmm. And it was years later before I understood how I was affected. You know, for the average 16-year-old, that was amazing. Right. It was amazing, but it was... Like, it was too much. Like, I tore the headboard off the wall, not out of, yes, yes, yes. It was unbelievable. I can't handle, I never felt like this. You know, and that actually could have been part of it. That level of what she was given, because it was on another level. and she, But she knew that, wow, I got this to work with, and I could do this with... Because everybody can't do everything, you know. And, again, that's not bragging. It's only bragging, you know, if you're around people that... But, anyway, it's all women in the room. Shh. <laughs> hey, but, I'm a woman, too. <laughs> hey, I'm a lesbian. <laughs> no, but, you know, so... <laughs> so, you, you know, again, like, in a, in a very healthy way, like... It, it it comes down to who you're dealing with, you know. Um, Katie, you know, I, I'm very sympathetic. Like, I, I just really believe in love in a different way, and I understand love in a different way. It's kind of my mission and my movement. You know, I have this saying that love is a lifestyle, but you have to learn it, then you have to live it, and then you have to give it back. And love really forces you to look at yourself, in every situation, and that's really how you conquer all. So um, I could see that you you love him. That being said, when you love someone, when you express yourself with somebody, unless you're just having sports sex, you know, the mission is to know that person, heal that person. You're healing them with, with your love, like their insecurities, their ego, their pride their attitude, their, you know, their fears, their wounds, their whatever. Like when I mentioned that my traumatic experience, I didn't really, it affected me even in having sex because it was so bad that I couldn't perform 
if a woman was on top of me. And I didn't understand what that was for years. And what it was was the way that woman controlled me mm. and took every, I, like There was nothing I could do. I couldn't get away. Like it was just, <gasps> like it was really just over the top too much. And it affected me in every aspect of a woman having. So if your attitude or the way you approached me sexually was too aggressive, it was, oh, no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm, totally. So <clears throat> it makes so much sense why you would um, love a woman and appreciate a woman so deeply when she is being submissive. And now mm. I totally get your perspective. It's something <laughs> so personal and special to you. Yeah. It really is one of the most loving ways a woman can oh, be man. with you is to submit and to be on her knees, looking you in the eyes and taking it all in, even if it's uncomfortable for her, because that really shows you that she loves you all the way. And, and thank you for sharing what, what's in the background of your life. Thank you. I mean, that, that's I mean, like, how we just, help people, you know, like, like as, as, as people that have this platform, if we don't use this platform for a purpose, what's the point? Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, so. I just want to say I really love how we brought together, like how sexuality, sex, even blowjobs can be such a healing modality as you just really beautifully shared with us. I, I really appreciate that you kept using the word being vulnerable. One of my all-time favorite TED Talks, and it has the most listens or watches, is Brene Brown's. TED Talk on vulnerability. And I think for both sexes, if we could really listen to that, we could really have amazing sex. The one tidbit that I like to say about getting my man ready and excited about having a blowjob is sometimes I'll text them during the day and let them know, can't wait to suck your dick tonight. And I think there's a lot to that playfulness that brings so much fun to it. But that's all I want to say. The sex gene is always a good lead up. I did that to my husband. He'd be like, no, I'm just too stressed today. So that's what? something that I really deal with. Yeah, this has been such an interesting <laughs> episode because I, you know, I think Lindsay and I can really relate on this. Is yeah. that we deal, we have an entirely different conversation around blowjobs, which is like, we, we down, you know, we get sore, but we can switch it up. But our dudes are just, you know, they, it's like this work mindset. It's like, eh, it's fine. Um, I don't need it. And so. You know, for us and maybe a lot of other listeners out there, if you're that girl, that's okay too. Or well, if you're that guy, right? Yeah, and yeah, that guy. Yeah, sure. and I think it's important to just remember that we're all wired so differently, and and I think it's it, it's great that you guys did an episode dedicated to feels like the meaning of a blowjob, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, but don't forget that at the end, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. In in the sense of like, we all have different value you said it systems. Doesn't mean anything. Yeah. I'm saying what it, what I'm saying by that is that we all have a different value system Absolutely. of what a blowjob is. Yeah. And your husband, as much as you're like, you hear that the culture is saying, Oh my God, a, a you know, a, a, a man's penis is his most uh, pleasurable organ and you need to, you know, cater to that. He, your husband might be like, I don't really give a shit. It's fine. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's just be in communication about what the value system is because it might not be that deep. For the other, for your partner. That's real. Yeah. 
Well, it depends on how big you are. Yeah. Well, well and I'm, I'm sitting. If you're like Jules, forget I'm it. Sitting. For a while, he said, I said, is, why don't you want me to give you a blowjob? This was a couple years ago. He's like, oh, it's okay. We could just go into sex. And I was like, am I bad? I, I have yeah. the same. Hey, well, I have this, yeah, but, but I have. <laughs> then he just no. told me I got I know that's not true. A bit of time. No, but I'm I'm sitting here and I'm I'm actually like as you're sharing your story, Jules, my heart is kind of pounding and I realize I, I never got curious on a I don't wanna like share someone else's life, but there may be some, a story like that for my partner mm-hmm. that I realize I never really got curious about. Well you guys are gonna really yeah. you guys are gonna really as I was saying to Katie, experience a different level of love in your relationship. Yeah. If and when you secure that vulnerable space, you know, like we're not supposed to judge or condemn people, but our society is really built on that in so many ways. So people running around, fear is a is a killer. You know, yeah. it's a it's a prison. You know, so some people are in prison in their relationship because they're in the relationship with the wrong person for the wrong reasons. It just happened. You know, y'all needed each other in one area, and then that created, you know, this familiarity in another. So now stuff is not really built on the truth of what it is, so it never can become what it's supposed to. You can make something out of anything, but, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All said. Wow, this has been such an enlightening episode and definitely not what we thought. So mind-blowing. So I just... Mind-blowing? I thought we were... I thought now now it was time to get to the actual blowjob stuff. Jules, we are going to get to the blowjob right now because Crystal is going to lead us in an incredible exercise. So all you listeners at home, get ready. It's your turn now to participate. Here we go. So first of all, get really comfortable. Now take a deep breath in and close your eyes. Excel slowly. And now, imagine your partner in front of you. Tap into your own sense of pleasure in your body as you look at them. Reach out. Stroke them. Experience the pleasure in your own fingers as you pleasure their body. Now, experience the sensuality of your own mouth as you wrap it around them. Feel all the sensations of pleasure tingle through your own body. Really taste it. And when you're ready to, flutter your eyes, open them up and come back into the room. As always, thank you for tuning in to Clit Talk. Tell us your best blowjob story. Write us at clittalk at gmail.com or hit us up on Instagram at clittalkshow. We'll choose the juiciest ones to share, anonymously, of course. Also, if you love Clit Talk, please subscribe to our podcast and write a review. We love you, Clitorati, and we'll see you next Tuesday. Pussy.
Pussy. Pussy. Pussy. Pussy. Pussy. Pussy. my blowjobs I just need to know where we stand <laughs> yo that was dumb <laughs> 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 you never heard it that way <laughs> <laughs> only you baby 